Blog Talk Radio. Jeff Johns are 
are butting heads a little bit. I think maybe Jeff Johns is trying to do some things that maybe Ben is interested in doing. Um, but, Dane, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on uh, Ben's comments, and do you think that there's a little rift in between uh, Ben and the guys up in Warner Brothers? All right, as far as what's going on with Warner Brothers, specifically, you know, with the people that are foundation of who's in control, I have no clue what the fuck to say about that because it's a jumbled mess so much at this point that we really don't know who's in control or who's could be in control or we don't we don't know where to go from this. And and with the whole entire thing itself uh, involving Ben Affleck, you know, possibly leaving DC, we could be taking a statement out of context very easily with this. I know the guys on Collider, um, you know, that I listen to all the time. They were worried about it. I've heard several other people that are worried about it. But this just could have been something that was very, very fast and quick. Um, like, it's not a set thing. And there's no script. Uh, you know, if it doesn't come together in a way that is really great, I'm not going to do it. Like, it could have just been something that he's been saying for a while. Like, you know, he wants to make sure everything's perfect. But there could be, you know, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the possibility that him and Jeff Jones or uh, Jeff Johns are having problems and issues creatively because they're the ones who are writing the script, remember. Um, there's a lot of things going into it, and I hope that there's not too many cooks in the kitchen. That's why our last two movies, you know, underperform is because Warner Brothers got too involved. If Kevin Sujihara is going to give certain uh, control to Ben Affleck and make Jeff Jones president and uh, chief CEO of, uh, you know, do that. Let them do that. And if it's between Jeff Johns and Ben, that's really not good. And I actually would go with Ben on that type of concept because I love Jeff Johns. I think what he's done with TV, what he's done with the comic books especially, is great. But he's not a movie guy. And I think Ben Affleck's also stressed out because of Live My Night, which is the Warner Bros. film. It's not tracking well right now. It's not doing good uh, review-wise. Uh, you know, he's just stressed out. And to hear, hey, Batman, 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 constantly for the last two films he's done, nonstop, I just hope it doesn't burn him out as far as the director and also as far as him playing Batman in the future. So who knows? I'm just hoping that we're just taking everything out of context. Yeah, no, I completely I completely see what you're, what you're saying with that. Um, Joel, what are your thoughts? I got a lot of thoughts on it. I mean, I really think there's a lot being taken out of uh, It's being misinterpreted. I think he is trying to promote his movies, and it's kind of frustrating for him. But he always has to defend, and like, always talk about the Batman. And he did say there was no script, but you know that's not completely true. They've been working on a script for months now. He's admitted that many times. So it's not like there's no, really no script. There's no done script, maybe, but there's definitely yeah. a script. You know, that's different than having no script. I don't know how, I don't know how people are freaking out over that. Um, him and Jeff having problems, we have no evidence of that being possible. We don't know that. We don't know. We can assume, but we have no evidence to say that him and Jeff are not seeing eye to eye. Aside from the, they're not being done yet, but we don't, I, like, I don't know how long it takes to write a movie script. And he seems to be a perfectionist, and I, I know he wants this to do well, so he's going to be very. Um, <laughs> It's just gonna take a lot for him to like say yes on a lot of things. He might be a little picky now, and you know what? There's a good chance that Warner Brothers likes the script as it is, and he's just not ready to go with it yet. You get what I'm saying? So absolutely. That's just how I feel. But I think there's a lot to do about nothing, and it's just him saying something just to just to get people to stop talking. 
I mean, real quick, real quick, to it on this to Harold. Um, I see this situation being very similar to um, the Ryan Reynolds and uh, his director, Tim Miller, incident, where it's like, we can say it's a lot to do about nothing, but we were completely shocked when it came out that Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller were butting heads. Those guys were like they were butt buddies from day one, and they were ready to take on part two together. Everything was, was, you know, candy and roses. Then when it came out, it was just like, well, I mean, if Ryan Reynolds wants this kind of, you know, cable and Tim Miller wants this kind of cable, I could see how you could creatively butt heads. So I'm saying you have someone who's a comic purist who makes these comics in Jeff Johns, and you have someone who's been in love with the Batman character for almost his entire life. The man said he had a house with a bat cave in it. So creatively, I could see how at some point in the script, they could butt heads. Um, Gerald, what, what are your thoughts on this? I think Jeff Johns or John Jones, whatever his name is, just needs to sit on his tee and let Ben Affleck do his thing. Because like what Dane said, you can't have too many, you know, cooks in the kitchen. And, and as a chef, I, I know how that is. So, I mean, with – I, I kind of side – if they are beefing over this script, I'm kind of siding with Ben Affleck because let's, let's, let's just look at Ben Affleck's track record. He wrote an Oscar-nominated movie and won it, his first movie that he wrote, which was Good Will Hunting. Then on top of that, look at everything else he did. Like he wrote – Gone Girl. Um, what was that movie he, he starred in when he had to go overseas? Argo. Like, Argo. Argo. He wrote that and starred in it and won Oscar for best movie. All three of these movies, Goodwill Hunting. Actually, he won. I think he's up to like four Oscars maybe because he won like I think best actor and Goodwill Hunting and then best supporting. And he's from Jersey. Too, um, so. Yeah, and then um, he, he he won an Oscar for you know best movie, which is Argo. Gone Girl, and on top of that, Goodwill Hunting. So I think Warner Brothers just needs to sit back and just let this man, you know, does, do what he does. Because besides Christian Bale and, you know, uh, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, in my opinion, has been the best, you know, Batman that we had in, you know, the, the 2010s. So I just think they just need to sit back, let this man write an Oscar-nominated, you know, Batman movie, and just, you know, go with the flow. If they are button heads, it's because, you know, it's too much greatness going in and it's probably just too much ego going in it as well. So, I mean, like I said, I side with Ben Affleck. Let, let this man do what he does because I know he's not going to disappoint. Absolutely. And I want to stress again, Dane and Joel are absolutely correct when they say we have no proof that there's any type of tension or problem. It could literally just be Ben's like, we're not done yet. There's a lot more I want to go into the script. There's a lot more I want to do story-wise. And a script isn't done yet. Um, but the way I look at it as all the other cast members, whether it's Joe Manganiello or, you know, uh, Jeremy Irons, everyone keeps saying it's shooting in spring. But you have a guy who's directing it who keeps saying a script isn't done. So, I mean, like, if a script's not, if he doesn't in the next press release, whether it's, you know, after his movie comes out, which I think next week, if the next things we don't hear are the script's done and we're looking forward to shooting, I'm going to go back to my theory on there's some 
stuff going on. But sketch, what are your thoughts? All right. Well, first and foremost, um, I'm a fan of Jeff Johns. Yep. Um, I believe he did what? Um, he did the uh, the, uh, the Red Hulk series and everything, right? For Marvel. Am I not it's... correct? No, that Marvel? was um. I know what you're talking. That was Jeff Loeb who did the Red Hulk series. Hey, Jeff Loeb. All right, my bad. Well, anyways, at the end of the day, I'm a Ben Affleck fan. So, I mean, like I said, maybe I'm a little biased. He's from Jersey, but I like his movies. I mean, he got a couple hate misses here, but I believe. I mean, when I seen when I seen uh, Batman vs Superman, the Batman he played was that was like. My Arkham Asylum, my Arkham, my Arkham Knight Batman that I've seen in that movie. So when he was telling people before, like you know, I know my shit, back up off me. I I got trust in Ben. I'm sorry, like you know, not how many people in. Like I, I don't know what's going on with DC or how they feel about you know the whole power struggle between everything, but I'm riding with him. I don't believe it. Probably just like a nice little publicity thing, just to like get people like you know questioning and stuff like that. But like I said, I don't think he's gonna leave. He's gonna be Batman. If he's gonna, if he doesn't be Batman, then that'll be a loss. That's just what I believe. Well, I I completely agree, but um, you know, it's just it's to the point where it's like as Zane said, he's tired of of being asked about Batman when he's trying to promote a current movie that he has coming out that's not really gaining the traction that I'm sure him and Warner Brothers wanted it to. So it's just a matter of I need DC to approach filmmaking going forward like a rookie quarterback would. Go out there, do the best you can, and whatever happens, happens. But you have to remain calm, cool, and collected and not be, you know, know, Go ahead. I was about to say, that's in the territory, you know, man. I mean, Tony McGuire, you know, after he played Spider-Man, which I really, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> Tony McGuire, Spider-Man. But, you know, that's, that's what everybody's going to remember you for. Like, you know, oh, you're the guy that plays Spider-Man. They're going to actually you You just got to, you know, deal with it. And then the day. Well, like I said, it's just a matter of just DC can't like, no matter, freak out. Yeah, exactly. You just got to keep it cool. That's all, like. Exactly. Just keep hey, your no, cool. Make sure Wonder Woman's great. Make sure Justice League's great. As much as we want Batman, it's not really going to matter that much to us if your next two movies that come out this year suck donkey nuts. So focus on that. Shit. Make those the best that they can be. And then when we get Batman is when we get Batman. I mean, we will see Batman in um, in November when Justice League comes out. So no one's really that desperate that we're freaking out over whether or not it's, you know, the script's done or whatever. It's just a matter of, I, mean, I want to make sure that there's no stress or arguments going on within the two highest guys, which would be Ben and Jeff Johns on this project. But let's move listen, to the next will, topic. Listen, I'll be let's an excellent Batman. That's all I'm saying. We go on to the yeah. next one. <laughs> on to the next topic. Um, I, all right, let's, let's go to the, one of the biggest topics we have. Um... Over the break, it was reported by Humberto Gonzalez that Ryan Reynolds was filming something for Logan. The director, James Mangle, took to Twitter 
joined by Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman to dismiss the idea of Deadpool being in Logan in any capacity. Um, James Mangold even went as far as to take a shot at Geek Vibe. Um, I'm in a few <laughs> Hey, man, hey, I appreciated him him going back and forth with us. I'm going to just read a few of his quotes, and then I'm going to pass it around the group for everyone to give their their opinion on the so-called false rumor and how much fun it was to go back and forth with the director. Um, so first thing we got is, so, GB, what are you going to do when it turns out Deadpool isn't in the film? You're going to write back and tell Umberto he lied? Um, next thing was, thanks. Bad thing is, when folks print spoilers that are true, even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and then. Then I can't say shit. And then he ended it with, thank you, let's talk after your multi-platform apology. The last one was in reference to me saying that if Deadpool wasn't in the movie, I would go on every major social media account that we have, and I would apologize to him. So, Dane, give us your thoughts on the whole back and forth. Well, um, you know, uh, even even negative publicity is publicity, right, uh, guys? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, thanks, Juan, for getting in a fight with directors. Uh, can you pick shitty ones next time? Uh, you do that? <laughs> you know. I'm sure like, Mick G. I'm sure Mick G. and um and uh, the guy did it, uh, Independence Day. I forgot what his fucking name is, but I'm sure they're fully there to like you know wreak havoc on. But, you know, either way, good good job at stirring up some stuff. Hey, here's the thing. When it comes to someone like Umberto Gonzalez or a lot of the guys that work for The Rap, that work for, for Heroic Hollywood, if, whether or not you are just a, a writer or a, a, a scoop seeker or, or both, like, like Umberto obviously is, because there's, there's different degrees in that between being an editor and being also someone who tries to get the scoops. Um, Scoops are put out by the studio, sometimes false, to throw off the trail, and sometimes on purpose to, you know, uh, make the movie bigger, uh, try to get something out there. So they make, they make risks every time they try to go public with some type of information. It happens. If you look at his track record in the past, he's provided us information that was spot on. Some of it hasn't been. A lot of times he'll admit, you know, that, hey, guys, I don't know, with this he kind of made it look like it was a definite thing, and maybe he really believed that it happens. But the whole entire tension or getting mad about it and stuff like that, that's a little bit ridiculous on me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Mr. Mangold uh, with his movies, 310 to Yuma and, and Walk the Line. But I, I feel like he got very angry. I mean, when you, when you start having conversations with, with uh, people posting about it, like you, you know that he was very, very passionate about this. The whole thing is... There's no way I see Logan having a, a room for uh, Deadpool. It just the tones seem completely different. But I really hope that this is, you know, one more step in the direction that Ryan Reynolds is going to try to get him to do one more movie of him and Deadpool so we can have, like, you know, a team-up movie. Um, so who knows? All I'm saying is that Geek Vibes was mentioned by James Manigold. So that, that's all that matters, right? I mean, seriously. Absolutely. That's all I cared about at the end of the day. I mean, to me, I've I've always been taught by my dad, who's always been huge in the movie uh, business, that um, the more a director denies something, the more there's a little bit of truth somewhere in there. 
and I think the little bit of truth might have been there was an idea of having Deadpool and Logan. I think that's what it was. And maybe Umberto, to catch headlines, you know, gave us a story of Ryan Reynolds was filming something that could potentially be in Logan. So I think every story that might come out false or a lie, I think there's all always a small, even if it's 0.5% of, of truth to stories, you know, that, that come from sources like that. So, I mean, like I said, if he's not in it, we'll never know if it, if it was never the case of him being in it or if once it came out, they took it out. But, Joel, what are your thoughts? I mean, I got plenty of thoughts considering I woke up that morning and I messages from Juwan and James Mangold over this whole thing. And I was talking that it was really cool at the same time that he, you know, we kind of got into a little verbal dispute. <laughs> but, you know, in, in the end, I'm a big fan of Umberto. And like James said, like, he's been wrong and he's been right. And I've seen this go bad for him, but also really good for him. So is that the first time we've seen this? And to me, it was never... A, this news to me was not this giant um, news to me. I mean, I would I would not have been surprised if they say there was a little cameo that was the end, like the like, end credits of, of Logan. I would not have been surprised by that at all. But when it came out, now they're denying it. It's not a big deal to me. But I also believe that Mangold has the right to, you know, say say what he had to say, and I feel like even if it was real. He don't want nobody to know about it. He was upset about that. And if it's not real at all, then he has the right to say that, too, because he doesn't want false news going out there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Go ahead. So, I'm, so, like I was saying, if it happens, I'm cool with it. I, I fully expect um, probably nothing will happen of it now, especially after the first thing. If there was ever a chance, there's probably no chance now. You know what I'm saying? But We'll see. I'm really cool with it. I like the idea of Jawan having to apologize on on social media when that when something like that happens. But but we'll see. I can't well, wait for that day. Listen, listen. Jawan, Jawan, yeah. Would Would you box James Manigold in the ring for like a charity of something? Listen, man. <laughs> Soldier Boy and Chris Brown are boxing. I'm completely down on doing a John versus James Mangle. Soldier Boy's trying to be relevant. My lord. Good point. I mean, I'm trying to be relevant, so I, I'm super down <laughs> to box this guy. That's a good point. Well, I would I would do it for you, Joe. No problem. I got you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Get it wouldn't you. even have to be it wouldn't even have to be for charity. All I would say is listen, if I'm right. You have to donate for whatever, but Geek Vibes has to be on like every major set from now on. That's what? That That's be- why I would do it. That's why I would do it. <laughs> James, there, I, I would try to tell me. You box me. You box the catch. <laughs> Next one's the box <laughs> angle. Um, Gerald, what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts on it. I mean, I kind of figured. You know the you peak, the, the internet is made for entertaining. So I mean, with, with that said, there's there's rumors and stuff like that that'll go around. I mean, Deadpool is not meant for Logan. Like I'm sorry if that disappoints people. It's not. So the way 
Logan is set up to be dark and gritty. It's this is like basically Hugh Jackman's goodbye to the fans, but there has been talk going around that Hugh Jackman is thinking about not retiring the character. And they also did come out and say, Ryan Reynolds did come out and say that, you know, even though he's not going to be in Logan, they are doing something. They are going to film something together. So, I mean, here's hoping that it could be, you know, Deadpool 3 that, you know, you get a, a Hugh Jackman cameo in it or, you know, maybe like the end credit of, you know, Deadpool 2. But I can't see Deadpool being in Logan. Like, even the trailer, like, usually, like, with the last two, you know, Wolverine movies, it, it you could tell by the trailer that this is going to be one of these, you know, X-Men type movies. But the fact that Logan just, it just set the bar for like these, you know, the the, the rest of the, the Logan movies, you know, the the Wolverine movies. So I, I don't think Deadpool's gonna be in this movie. I, I I believe they will eventually collaborate, maybe in like you know Deadpool three, but I I can't see Deadpool being in Logan. This is like Hugh Jackman's like, you know, and also um. What's his name? Sir Patrick uh, Stewart's like goodbye to like the people because if people don't know that like, uh, Patrick Stewart's not coming back, I don't think he's not coming back for the role of um, Professor Professor X Professor X anymore. So this is kind of like their like send off, like you know they're walking the sunset together. So I mean, I'm looking forward to Logan, but I'm really not looking forward to seeing Deadpool inside Logan movie. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And let's let's bring a little clarity to this situation. Uh, Hugh Jackman's been playing Wolverine for over a decade. Forever. The guy's saying he's getting tired of having to look like he's 20 in his 30s or 40s. So I completely understand. But what would be cool is if, you know, Maybe he made an appearance here or there, whether it's an X-Force film or Deadpool 3, or I'm not even ruling out Deadpool 2. The movie hasn't even started filming yet. So, I mean, he could absolutely make an appearance in that. Um, I just think that there's certain times where it's, it's time to, to move on. Um, and I think what he's doing right now is he's like, all right, yeah, I should move on, but I really kind of don't want to. So, I mean, it it all depends. I think when he gets a year away from, like, not having to worry about, like, another year or two, he has to get shape for this movie. I think once he gets that, in, you know, in his, in his mind and he has time to think about it, I could definitely see him coming back just to do a Wolverine versus Deadpool one-off film. Um, that's definitely something I could see for, like, a 2022 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, Sketch, what are your thoughts on, on this uh situation um so as far as Deadpool being in there um I don't see it happening for this movie because the trailers and everything just look too gritty this is this is strictly a Wolverine story and um I'm a fan of the old man Logan series so I know what direction they're going in but I kind of you know because Fox gotta you know they gotta finagle it and you know do it in their own way because of Marvel and all that but Man, 
if Deadpool was this here in the Logan movie, I think it would kill the vibe in a sense. It's it's weird. It's so weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, like cause when I see the trailer, like they they got the Johnny Cash hurt for like you know the trailer and all that, and then for them to just throw Deadpool in, it would just you know kind of throw off the vibe to it. Absolutely. But if absolutely. But if he had, you know, but if Deadpool appeared in it somehow, some way, I would definitely be with it. But um. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I, I really don't. Um, overall, man, overall, the whole thing with everybody on Twitter and there, it was great. I was like, yo, this is a good look for us and good look for everybody, like, as a whole. I just don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. Because when, when I first seen it, when you first seen it, when you first posted on the group, the, um, the Facebook group, I was like, Oh shit, we we out here now. But then I started thinking about it in depth. I'm like, oh man, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, man. Well, picture how I felt. I mean, I I, I didn't even write the mangled. I I just wrote hashtag I stand with Umberto, and that was at like five o'clock at midnight. You know, I get a, I get a notification on my phone, and I'm like, yo, is this director coming for me right now? Um, but yeah, like I but said, like, um, go ahead. No, I was saying like, I, I got out of work at like four o'clock in the morning. So when I first seen it, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Keep vibes. But, um, yeah. I mean, Hey man, it, it's the collective effort, the collective effort. All of us contributed, uh, to that. That's really dope. Uh, we also have Jeff Johns following us on Twitter. So like I said, it's, this is going to be a great year for Geek. Don't Five. piss him off. I'll try my best not to. Um, okay. No I'll, promise. Yo, yo, I just want to give I'll a shout like out to, to Hugh Jackman, though. Like, Hugh Jackman's been playing Wolverine for nearly 20 years. Like, the first time he donned the claws was in 2000. So fast forward to Shit, 17 right. years later. So he's been playing the role for almost 20 years and you have to give it bigs up to Marvel and Fox. Cause if you really look at it though, he's one of the actors that play the longest reigning superhero without being recasted. True. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is how I look at uh, Deadpool being in uh, the Wolverine movie. If he does, he does. If he don't, he don't. I'm fine either way. Cause old man Logan is one of my favorite stories of all time. That is one of the, one of the, I kid you not, I used to go to Midtown Comics all the time just to get every issue. So, if they change it up, I'm fine with it. If they don't, I'm definitely going to be seated in the seats. I mean, they will see that movie. Absolutely. I think we all, not. we all will be there, but I'd like, I'd like, you know, I can wait because I don't want to have to apologize, so I can wait. But let's move yeah, on. You know to what? Oh, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, but I I got a theory that Marvel is just going to wind up buying the whole, you know, they're just going to say, fuck it, we want the X-Men. And they want, they're going to do their own X-Men movies, you know, and they're going to do it. 
I can say in the lines of the ultimate Marvel in the ultimate uh, Marvel storyline kind of deal, their movies. If you follow the Ultimate Comic like line, I think once they but once they get the rights to Marvel and all that back, I mean once they get the rights to X Men back from Fox, that's the kind of X Men we want. X Men movies we want to see. We're going to see like a Wolverine who he's We're the first mutant and everything. Exactly. Yeah, we'll be waiting listen. a long time because the deal listen, that Fox has, the deal that they have is money they're not going to give away. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do one at a time, one at a time. Go ahead, Gerald. Wasn't we going to the next topic? Oh, I thought you were getting ready to say something. Uh, no, that wasn't uh, me. That wasn't me. Go ahead, I was listening in. That wasn't me. I want to say yeah. one more this, thing. This is the beauty of Hollywood. What, what I was going to say is, like, this is, I mean, even if the, the X-Men movies don't produ- produce as much money as, say, like, even a Spider-Man film will, that's still money. And Fox is such a, they're not, like, the same type of level as, like, a Sony where they're doing bad. They tried, to, they tried to buy out Warner Brothers two years ago and, you know, just didn't come up with enough money. So for, for Marvel to have to buy that from Fox, Fox would be like, yeah, you can have them for $4 billion. And, Mar- and Disney's not, they're going to be like, no, we're not fucking giving you $4 billion. The only way that you're going to see them together anytime soon is if they work out some type of formula where both of them can make money off of it and it's actually feasible because they don't really need each other. That's the, that's the only thing that's, that, that sucks about it. Uh, similar to it, what it, Marvel did with Sony, basically. I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. It, for it to happen like that, I believe this is going to be one of those monopoly moments where everybody's playing. It's like, oh, shit, guess what? You land on boardwalk. You got to pay me. Oh, wait, I'll give you three three passes on that, <laughs> on boardwalk and, uh, and park place. You know, I get that. You know what I'm saying? I, that's how I see it. Sure. I, I, I Joel wanted to say one more thing before we moved on. Go ahead, Joel. It's really the one, like, two more things. <laughs> but uh, uh, right. one, uh, it was reported in the rap. It wasn't so much that he, he was in the Logan movie as much as there was just going to be an after credit scene with him in it. That's how it was reported initially. Everyone just went that uh, he was going to be moving. But it was reported differently. You get what I'm saying? And everyone was trying to pick up. So it was never about him actually being in the movie as much as him being in an after credit scene of that movie. Second, uh, yeah, I don't expect the, the Fox and Disney to ever see eye to eye on X-Men because, like Joanne just said, uh, they don't need each other right now. I expect to see Fantastic Four at some point, but not the X-Men. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, stay, stay tuned for Phase 4 and Marvel because I'm telling you that means Fantastic Four. But anyway, on to our next that. topic. On to our next topic. Um, this is news that had me smiling ear to ear because if there's one thing I hate more than Michael Bay, it'd be the Thor franchise. So it was just reported that Thor, uh, the pretty much idea of what the Thor movie is going to be about. Uh, Thor is in prison on the other side of the universe without his mighty hammer and finds himself in a race against time to get back to Asgard to stop Ragnarok. The destruction of his home world in the end of Asgardian civilization, at the hands of an all-powerful new threat, the ruthless Hela. But first, he must survive a deadly uh, gladiatorial contest that pits him against his former ally and fellow Avenger, the Incredible Hulk. So, let me just say this. I was not looking forward to this movie, even in the slightest. 
Um, I had no interest. I had no interest when they said it'd be like a buddy, buddy cop, space cop, uh, you know, type of movie with Hulk and Thor. Um, this kind of eases me a little bit. The star power in this movie is on another level. There's no way you could possibly... Oh, wait. Yes, you could, because you did it in Thor 1 and in Thor 2. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, There's so many questions I have here. How the hell did Hulk get to, you know, this planet? You know, where the hell did his ship go that he ended up here? Um, But I'm going to just go ahead and say I think that Jeff Goldblum, who plays... um, I can't remember his, his character's name. Um, Dane, help me out with this. There you go. Thank you. I think that he transports the Hulk to the planet, finds out how to separate Thor from his hammer, transports him to the planet, because his idea is to have a huge contest between the best of the best. And we've been waiting since the first be. Avengers. We've been waiting since the first Avengers to see Hulk and Thor battle it out. You know, nobody there, no Iron Man or anybody there to stop them. Just no holes barred going at it. But what makes me excited about what I just read was that they're escaping. You know, uh, Thor's trying to get back Ragnarok from happening. So the true story of Ragnarok is still happening in this storyline, which makes me very happy. Um, I'm also hearing, this was... They mentioned this on the Collider, but I've also heard it in other places, that Doctor Strange could be a bigger part than what we thought he was. And if we're getting uh, the actual Ragnarok story where um, the demon god, the demon fire god, is who is um, you know, possibly trying to her, along with Hela, who's actually trying to destroy Asgard, uh, and possibly the other nine realms, because I'm sure Hell is not looking for just one thing to destroy. Doctor Strange with the Hulk, with Thor, that could possibly, possibly if done right, because like I said, I have no faith in this movie, if done right, could be one of Marvel's top films. Um, but it's just all a matter of it has to be done correctly. We know that Loki does something that, you know, probably brings Hela from where she's at. Then he finds out that he's in too deep, gets Thor to help him find Odin, so Odin can kind of restore things. Um, But like I said, I'm not really looking forward to this movie, but hearing this news makes me a little bit more optimistic about the possibility of it being better than what I thought it would be, which was very subpar. Dane, what are your thoughts? All right, let's get sweaty, everyone. I mean, because this is going to be cool. Uh, I think the fact that, all right, because of all the bullshit with Universal with, with the Hulk licensing for them to be able to make an individual film, they're like, you know what, fuck it. We're going to put Thor Ragnarok and mix it half with the plot of Planet Hulk and just boom. I think that we're going to see Better Ray Bill uh, in the tournament. I think that we are going to see Surther try to get the Twilight Sword. Um, I think that we're going to see Loki and Doctor Strange square off, if not at least just with verbal stuff. They're going to fight at some point. I think that this is going to be the best Thor and Hulk film period so far, which is not a hard thing to do. But that's what I think about that. All right, Joel, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I agree with Dane. Uh, I think, I mean, aside from Joel telling like a hater, 
I think that this <laughs> might be the best Thor and Hulk movie we uh, we've ever gotten. And um, I, I've been I've liked the Thor movies. I haven't loved them. Uh, but as soon as I heard Tech he was taking over, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, since I heard he was taking over, and I know he had a more comedic element, I didn't know how to feel either. So I don't I don't blame you for not feeling it at first. But everything I've heard since then has been great, and they've t- obviously it's going to be a mix of Ragnarok, Planet Hulk, and we're going to get a little bit of Doctor Strange in there, which is going to be. It sounds like I don't even know how to like explain what we're going to see in a couple months, but it sounds amazing. And I hope it is good. I mean, because Phil, right? How, like, well, you look at it, and how how can you feel, right? Well, Joel, well, I'd like to think so, man. But let's not front like Thor one and Thor two had god awful cast. They had some pretty no. nice, uh, some pretty nice pieces, and those movies were very underwhelming. If you take Tom yeah, Hiddleston but- out, those movies are are almost, almost, almost garbage. Oh God! Oh boy! Oh wow! I agree with yeah, that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that. sorry. Tom Hiddleston is the only reason why those movies were even slightly watchable. Chris Hemsworth to me is just like he's like a behemoth. That's just like he says lines that that are whatever. He looks nice on camera, whatever. But like that's not what I look for forward to in a Thor movie now. That Tom Hiddleston has done a, such a great job as Loki. I look forward to Loki, then Odin, then Thor. So in this movie, having um, Carl Urban, um, yeah, gosh, who else did they have? Jeff Teresa Goldblum, Palmer, Teresa uh, Palmer, um, Kate Blanchett. Did it? Having Kate all Blanchett. Blanchett. Yeah. Oh. yeah, Tessa and Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, so, yeah, all Tessa these Thompson great. Yeah, all these great cast. Oh, I met Thompson. I got you, Dan. I got you. All these great cast pieces, and it's like, all right, well, like, you shouldn't be able to fail with this. Um, but we've seen superhero movies recently with an all-star cast, and it's still underwhelming. Um, but, Daryl, what are your thoughts? Well, my thing is, with everything's going on, I just it's, – it's just hard to talk about it. It's just – I can't even find the words for it. I'm trying to, like, just gather my thoughts right now. Are you, are you taking this personally, Gerald? <laughs> I, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's, it's just with, with Thor. Like, see, the thing with this is, Juwan, believe it or not, we had this argument almost two years ago. You guys had an argument? No. Yeah, this is before I joined Geek Vibes. I posted when they first announced that you know the Hulk was going to be in um, the the you know the third uh, Thor movie. I said they were going to throw in Planet Hulk. Jawan, keeping a beat, scolded me on Facebook and was like, "No, they're not going <laughs> to do that." I remember this. Every time we talk about Thor Ragnarok, I always have to tell Jawan, I told you so. Because I, I take Thor very passionately for the simple fact, yes, I will admit that Thor is the weakest in the franchise, but I think that's what Marvel and, you know, Disney saw. It was like, okay, you know what? 
every other movie besides Thor has been a powerhouse. Now, what can we do Switch to up. say, hey, what, what can, can bring back Thor to the threshold? They throw in the Hulk. And I said it. I said, I guarantee you, because Jawan posted on his Facebook two years ago that Thor Ragnarok would be a buddy, type, type of buddy cop movie with the Hulk, which they announced that is to be true. My thing was that, you know, the first, I, I will honestly say the first half an hour to 45 minutes of the movie, because you figure most Marvel movies are two and a half hours long. I figure the first, I, I say the, I, I'll go with the first half an hour of the movie will be basically Planet Hulk, where, you know, instead of it being, you know, Delta Ray Bill, you know, fighting the Hulk at the championship, it's going to be, you know, Thor. You know, if, if, if anybody's seen that uh, Planet Hulk movie where Thor gets snatched up, uh, no, Thor gets sent to another planet, not Thor, I'm sorry. The Hulk gets sent to another planet by the Avengers because he, he's basically too out of control, and he winds up finding his self-control on this planet where his anger can be put to good use. And then he winds up fighting uh, Delta Ray in the championship, and instead of him going home, like Delta Ray offers him, like, okay, you know, I can bring you back to Earth. The Hulk is like, you know, Earth is no home to me. This is my planet. So I believe, like, the first half of an hour, you know, at least the first 30 minutes to 40 minutes of Thor Ragnarok is going to be heavily influenced on Planet Hulk. Well, let me say this. I want to say two quick things before I pass it on. One, enjoy this because it will never happen again. You may or may not have been right. That's as far as an apology as I'll give you. Um, savage bastard. Part, part two of that is, we know that that's not going to happen because the Avengers didn't send Hulk away. He sent himself away because he saw what he did in Africa, and he didn't want to lose control like that again and put people's lives in danger. So he chose to leave. I don't yeah. think he went to this planet. I think the Grandmaster was like, I need entertainment. Let me find two of the strongest beings on the planet, Hulk, Thor, hit them against each other. Um, and John Cena. And apparently, for some strange reason, John Cena. Um, but the weirdest thing is, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna look because I thought we couldn't see John Cena. So I don't know what role he's gonna really be doing if we can't see him. I think he's gonna be playing but, himself. Uh, oh, that'd be hysterical. I, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just gonna. They're gonna be like. They'll, they'll be like a little clip. They'll be going between warriors, and all of a sudden you're going to hear, burr, 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 and then he'll walk on a battlefield, and they'll just pan, is what I'm assuming, honestly, like a little cameo. Honestly, you know what I hope his scene is? I hope when they get there that Hulk and Thor are like, you know, whoever we have to face is going to be a cakewalk. And then the Grandmaster is like, you know, I want to introduce everyone to our, our reigning champion, and John Cena comes out, and Thor just starts smashing him like he did Loki. I hope that's what happens. I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think John Cena might be playing uh, Marvel's version of Her- Hercules. I think that's uh, well, no, they already, they already confirmed. They already confirmed that he's going to be playing himself. Um, but now it's just a matter of, is he going to be on Planet Hulk, or is he going to be back on Earth, where maybe Thor runs into him on the street or something like that? 
But I think you bring him, because he's a champion in wrestling, you bring him on in this movie to cameo as a champion and just have Thor or, or Hulk or even someone insignificant just run through him. Even maybe kill him. Anyway, um, Sketch, what are your thoughts on uh, Thor Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok, I'm actually excited to see this movie. One of the... Uh... Only movies I'm really excited to see and where does that may sound. Because you know what? Um, my favorite scene from any Thor movie was always um, I Need a Horse when he walked into the pet shop. <laughs> favorite scene out of any Thor movie ever. And he's like, we don't got anything. No, I mean, we don't got a horse. He's like, anything big enough to ride. So that's my favorite <laughs> Thor movie. But to know that they got the Hulk involved, it's just like you know we're going to see, we're going to see elements of Planet Hulk. I'm looking Mo. forward to see Thor getting his face getting his, getting beat the fuck out of. Maybe place a Beta Ray Bill, which I mean it would still throw me off because I mean I know the story. You know Silver Surfer really gets his face beaten instead of Beta Ray Bill, which they had to switch it up. But it's like I, I don't know. I, like I said, I just want to see the movie and see what comes up with it. Um, but I want to see Thor Ragnarok. I definitely want to see what they come up with. And I think it's going to be leading towards the, uh, you know, World War Hulk movie. Well, that's what I want to see. World War Hulk is one of my favorite Marvel comics ever. So well, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, listen, uh, I hope that this movie is as good as you guys want it to be. But when we walk out that theater and say how underwhelming it was, I want you to remember Don't I told you it was going to be that underwhelming. Well, you know anyway, what? I got beef with y'all. You, you know well, I got beef with y'all. So why is always been a hater? Huh? I'm, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I I hope it's No, good. you are you are exactly hating. That is the definition you of hating. hating is what you're, you are you're hating. doing. Hating. You are hating. You made me see it. <laughs> That's There's no way of getting around that. Listen, listen. Everybody listen. told me Assassin's Creed was bad. You made me go see it. I, I did. I, I made everybody. I made everybody go see it. You're not the only one. Sure, I had to listen to me, and I didn't sure. even see it. Um, oh my god! I'm stuck, Dane. Well, Dane's not here in New Jersey, so I can't make him do anything. Anyway, listen. Right, I'm not hating. Anyways. I'm not hating. I'm only basing this off of how how underwhelming the last two films were. I hope this is good. Sure? I love. But we got. I love Mark Ruffalo. I know. I'm. I was about to say. I love Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I'm looking forward to that. They have an all-star cast, um, and I think the cast will do well. I just think the story, as it has in the past two movies, is what will be to the, the, the detriment of this, of this film. But like I said, if it's going off of what we just read, and we're actually getting a Ragnarok story, which we thought we weren't, we thought the planet Ragnarok was what they were going to be fighting on. If we're getting the actual Ragnarok story, and like Dane said, Surter's looking for a sword, we might have a standoff with Odin, Thor, Hulk versus Surtur and Hell. If we get all these things, that's I'm perfectly fine. That would be the blockbuster that I've always wanted Thor to be. I'm just saying I can only go off of past history. And the last two films weren't horrible. They just were underwhelming. But to move on to our next topic, let's go into, it was announced, I think about a week and a half ago, uh, Infinity War was casting Aliens the collider as I usually do on a daily basis got me thinking Miss Marvel I believe comes out the 
before Infinity War. Before Infinity War, or it could be after. But Miss Marvel's always been around, her story's always been centered around the Kree. So, as we all know, Marvel does co-own the idea of scroll, just not super scroll. So I've always been interested in the idea of the Kree and the Skrulls being in Infinity War and possibly playing a a part in this whole intergalactic battle that the Avengers and Thanos embark upon. I mean, what, what really has me thinking is they said it beats movies. Infinity War, and then whatever they call the second one. So why couldn't the first one be an intergalactic battle between the Skrull, the Kree, the Avengers, and the Guardians have to kind of stop that? And it ends with, like, Thanos wearing the gloves, using the gems, and then in the second one, we get the full-on Avengers, Guardians uh, versus Thanos battle that we've been pining over for the longest. Uh, I'll start with you, Dane. What What are your ideas? All right, so this this is what I would do if I was a director, okay? Or the creators, if you will, because I'm better than their ideas. Anyways, so what I would start with uh, – no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say that about Marvel and their guys. <laughs> Marvel, I love you. Don't don't kill me with ray guns. Um, so anyways, what I would do is I exactly what you said, Juwan, you know, have the two connected but not really connected but both Thanos-related or cosmic-related. But at the end of the first movie – Someone that dies on the battlefield, a character, maybe at the last, one of the last scenes, or maybe even as a uh, post-credit scene for Infinity War, you get Captain America and two other people in, uh, looking at a body and like, just like banter back and forth, like, does anyone know about this? Like, no, um, this, is, this is literally just between the couple of us. He goes, we need to make sure that no one finds out about this. Basically, the hero, for however long, and they set this up in the, in the comics and the TV shows before, has been a scroll, and it's the first introduction of the scrolls. So come to find out throughout the course of these two movies and setting up the future that scrolls are playing themselves here because maybe maybe Galactus ate their planet or they had to flee their planet for whatever reason, something. But the Kree are coming there because they now are finding out the scrolls are there and they're trying to host the Korean scroll war on Earth, which is something that happens in a comic book. You combine elements with that story with Secret Invasion, which happened recently, and make it a very powerful story. It's a completely different threat. Um, you don't really need the super scrolls. You can just have them as like a, a, a group of, of warriors from a planet. I would prefer the super scrolls, but I'm just saying, you know, getting really sweaty into it, like, you know, this could be a really cool, different approach and way to go for the future if they decide to tackle that. But that's what I think could possibly happen. I mean, I, I'll go a step further. I'll even buy into the fact that I'd be all in for them to say Nick Fury has been the one that's always been a scroll, And you can easily go Thanos is who uh, destroyed their planet on his way to, uh, you know, taking over Earth. Um, he destroyed their planet. So their, their head leader has been scouting for other planets for them to live. And when he came upon Earth, he took over as uh, Nick Fury and he's the one that's going to open this portal to let the rest of his Kree empire, uh, not Kree, I'm sorry, the rest of his scroll empire, uh, you know, come and take over Earth. And I'd like it to start, I'd even like Infinity War to start with something like that happening where it's a Kree scroll type of thing. 
and the Guardians are the one that brings this intel to Earth, to the Avengers. And then we get the whole, well, I don't know, who are you, who are you? And then they kind of, you know, midway through work together to take on the two Kree and Skrull uh, empires. And then it ends with Thanos coming, pretty much wiping everything out. And then in the second movie, the team has to, you know, gather themselves to go take on Thanos. Joel, what are your thoughts? Well, that's a lot of information to digest. Um, I, I don't Sorry. think that at all. <laughs> I don't think Sorry. that at all, honestly. <laughs> Them uh, casting aliens did not make me think they might use the scrolls. I think they're just casting people that they, they're going to fill in to put in as aliens, any specific aliens. Um, the scrolls, I guess, are a possibility, but they are co-owned. I don't know if they'll have the possibility to do everything that you just you guys just mentioned without the full rights. Um, and they just, I think they just wouldn't be able to use super scrolls. Yeah, like that, they can't that, turn that, into. That's and the extent of it. Right, I, I get that, but I think there's, that's just probably too much scroll for what the, what they're planning. I think the Infinity War itself will be more Thanos centric and less Kree scroll war, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. You know, I don't. I just don't expect to see the scrolls, at least not in this movie. Maybe in the next movie, if I, if that. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, Joel. I was actually not. I was thinking that they plant the seed in Infinity War and in Avengers Four. Uh, maybe not actually having the full war, kind of build up to the next phase, sort of thing. Um, where, like, I, like uh, Hawkeye dies on the field, and they find out that he's actually a scroll. Maybe later on, you know, like Nick Fury could be another one, or Captain America they use in the uh, animated stuff. But like, I don't think they should do the scroll pre-war and all that in one movie along with Thanos, I think that would be way too much. But, like, as a future, right. you know, down-the-line sort of fucking thing. That's fine. Yeah, I, I would make more sense if that, if that happens like that. It just That seems very compact for a movie called Infinity War. I think it will focus more on the Infinity Stones and him collecting them and all that bullshit, personally. Well, I I think before we get to Infinity War, they should show... Uh, him getting at least one stone, and I think that should be in Thor Ragnarok. I think Loki should be the one that brings him uh, Hemdale's stone um, and possibly another stone or two. Um, I don't think we should spend all of Infinity War of his little Easter egg hunt looking for the rest of his uh, stones. I think we should have at least one or two stones that are already in the glove, and then maybe you could spend the rest of the movie him going, getting it from uh, a bunch of different, you know, areas of wherever they're located. But I don't think... Well, we know where a lot of them are. We know where a lot of them are. I think we know where all of them are, except for one. We only don't know about one. Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) You're right, though. But I'm saying... I mean, I'm just... I'm looking at it from the point of, like, are we going to assume that the Avengers and the Guardians are just going to chase him everywhere he goes? I'd rather the idea of him having them and then taking them on. But, I mean, I, I could definitely see it your way. I could def- I'm could i not being picky. I could see it your way. I just I have a thing about uh, this whole Thanos Easter egg hunt that we're probably going to get. I just don't see a Kree scroll war. That's all. <laughs> this is where I'm at. At least I get. Oh, well, I, I do want to bring up before I pass it to you, Gerald. Corey was just telling me that the Kree uh, have been introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wait, oh, that could. Because she's the one who doesn't schedule. I don't watch Agents of Shield, but we'll that's hey, big up to Corey, man. If they've already been introduced, 
the it's aliens free. that they Absolutely. can be looking for it's to bullshit. definitely be my coworker. He has five a five hour week. Who is that? That's that's what this week was originally supposed to be. They added a shift onto it. You know, so you said something about <laughs> anyway, the guys. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, um, they they introduced the Kree and uh, Agents of Shield because um, <clears throat> what they do on Agents of Shield is something they did. Um, it's they, yeah, they also introduced the Kree and uh, Guardians, but um, that yeah. what they do on Agents of Shield is what they can't do in the movies. It's like you know they add certain characters and stuff like that, but like I mean, besides the Infinity Stones, somebody one I think one of the fans did a theory where they took the first letter of each um, each of the names of the Infinity Stones and it spelled out Thanos. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Infinity War. Yep. What are your thoughts on uh, possibly, uh, you know, them casting aliens? you think it's just henchmen or it could be the Kree? The um, I would, are we, I mean, what was the aliens that were in the first Avenger movie? What was that? Um, the Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So um, they were kind of like Kree-based. I would like to see the scrolls because then if Marvel and Disney do get the rights back to Fantastic Four, that could be like one of the movies because I would love to see the Super Scroll take on like, you know, the powers of the Avengers. If If you can't get Fantastic Four, then have the, the Super Scroll take the powers of, like, Captain America with his agility or, you know, you know Thor and his hammer and stuff like that. So, I mean, that would be something to see. Absolutely. And, like I said, I'm completely with you. I'd love to see that. It's just, I hope it's not just them getting just these typical aliens that are throwaway pieces uh, versus the Avengers. But like I said, Joel, I see it your way. Gerald, I love for what you're saying to happen. Dane, I also see your point. Uh, Sketch, what's your ideas on uh, the Avengers uh, uh, casting aliens? You know what? I'm just going to tell you off the back. I usually go off the wall with my theories and all that. So maybe we might get like, you know, we're going to get Thanos in Infinity War, but maybe we get like a Super Scroll captain. You know what I'm saying? Somebody just dead ass. So we get a super scroll captain. Somebody just gonna be calling the shots. Got all the powers of all the Avengers, whatever. We probably get like uh, Black Widow dying because you know Electra died in the uh, Secret War. I mean Secret Wars, and then we find out she's a scroll. So then that's the twist on that. And you know from there, like the second one, we just get Thanos completely. You know, it's the end game. I don't know. I just like think off the wall. Like I want to have any possible leads when it comes to aliens and everything and Marvel. Because like even when I went, when I read Secret Wars and stuff like that, it's oh, I was always thrown for a loop. So, I mean, I, I do want to stress here. this. I do want to stress this, Joel. You're completely you're completely right. The casting <laughs> could be as simple as just getting extras to be aliens for whatever Thanos is, is constructing. I, I 100% agree with that, that idea. We wouldn't be who we are if we didn't get super sweaty about it and just create off-the-wall theory. That was definitely sweaty. The likelihood of, of scrolls being in this movie or even this franchise at the moment, 
highly unlikely. I understand that. But I think we when I both. heard it, when I heard it, I was like, it could happen. And I like the idea of Nick Fury, or even what Dane was saying, even Hawkeye. I, I had a theory that when you know when, Hawkeye could when Iron Man when Iron Man was asking Clint, why would you leave your family to come back to this? Clint didn't really give an answer. So I always had a theory mm. of like, what if that's not Clint? What if that's a scroll taking over and he doesn't have an answer because he doesn't fucking know who Clint is. Like he doesn't know you know what I'm saying? Clint knocked out in, in somebody's basement somewhere and he took over the identity of Clint. It's a way out you there. You just opened up a whole new floodgate. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it's it's completely out there and it's like it stands on 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 no merit. But I'm saying it always caught me like when he asked him that he didn't really give him a straight answer. So I mean, again, theories, theories, theories. Yeah. Uh, but all possibilities in some function or not. But let's move on to our Hello. next topic. Uh, I think Joel and Dane will love this topic the most. Um, okay, so does DC have leadership issues? Um, I'll just read off some of the names up there flirting around with what's going on with DC. You have Jeff Johns, President and Chief Creator, uh, Creative Officer at DC Comics. You have Ben Affleck, who's DC's RDJ. You have Zack Snyder, the director of Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League. And then you have Kevin Fujihara, head of Warner uh, Warner Brothers Studios. So I'm looking at their upcoming projects. Wonder Woman, Justice League, The Flash, Aquaman, possibly Deadshot, Green Lantern, possibly Shazam, The Batman, and Man of Steel 2. When you look at what's coming out and what we've seen since BVS, Everything around BVS, whether it's the marketing, the trailers, the actual movie, whatever. I'm going to start off with you, Dan. I'm not even going to give my opinion. I'm going to just start off with you, Dan. Do you think that they have either leadership issues or an identity crisis to where we know Marvel has Kevin Feige? That's the guy pulling the strings, making everything work. Do you think DC needs a face like that to, uh, to succeed going forward? Well, I mean, we already have 60, so why will we need another, right? Um, my <laughs> biggest thing with this with this horseshit uh, that just absolutely drives me nuts is that we can see that DC, DC Warner Brothers, there's a definition for their cinematic landscape uh, for a picture. I mean, not a picture. It would say reactionary. Uh, you have boardroom execs at Warner Brothers, um, well, they used to be reporting with Joel Silver. Now he stepped down. I forgot who the guy that took over with. But they're the ones that are worried about where the product's going. And they might not have details. They might not have. They don't have details of where the product should be based on the actual product. Uh, then you have Kevin Sujiharo, who's supposed to be the head of Warner Brothers Studios. It was like he was very vocal at first. Um, and then he kind of, you know, died down and would say something like, you know, this is happening. And then taking that back. And so I don't trust him at all. Um, Zack Snyder, I'm already – it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, great. I hope you get some redemption. I hope Justice League – this will go into my most unanticipated, but we're talking about that later on. Um, Justice League, you know, I hope, I hope it's good. I, I, I really, really hope it's good. I hope it's amazing, and I hope that that's your redemption. 
Why does it sound like he's still doing Justice League fucking 2? He's already had enough movies. Let's move on from directors. If anything, even if it was a director doing putting out great hits, you only give him, like, three films, and then, and then you move on. And, like, you know, look what happened with a lot of the guys at Marvel and stuff like that. Like, they needed a break. So I don't know why the hell he's doing something after three films then. Uh, then you have Ben Affleck, which I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know if that was to make us, like, it was, it's funny that beforehand we were worried about Ben Affleck playing Batman. And now we're at the point where it's like, thank God Ben Affleck's in charge of some of the career decisions. So it, it, it's completely changed as far as our aspect. But this guy's stressed out. Um, his, his film un, underperformed at the, the one that he started in, uh, The Accountant, underperformed at the box office, which is not that big of a deal. It just wasn't a huge hit. His next movie that he directed for Warner Brothers is not doing that well right now with critics. He's very stressed out about it. And now he's even saying, acting like there's like too many cooks in the kitchen, like we talked about earlier. Then you have Joff Johns, um, who's apparently supposed to be the Kevin Feige, uh, along with that other guy that no one knows. But if you remember, there was two of them. One was like more hands-on with the movies. Um, it just, it, it's just ridiculous. So I just listed so many people no, there is not a fucking Kevin Feige. There is several people taking orders from other people that don't know comic books and really don't understand that you're not supposed to just magically make Marvel movies. You're supposed to take this lore, this, this mythos, and produce it into films and let it do itself. And that's the really frustrating. I'm sorry. I, you know, Gotham City Sirens sounds cool. Why the fuck is it even in development or even talked about right now? Let's, why, don't we, why don't we get some other fucking movies and take care of them right now before we're, like, listing that. Like, I don't understand this. Uh, it's, it, it, it's crazy. I feel like they don't have a scope like Kevin Feige does where, you know, he's plotting each movie to lead into each other. I feel like they're like, all right, we just did this. What do we do now? And they just keep on handing it off. And I love Man of Steel. I thought it was a great movie. BVS had so much fucking potential. But I do not want to feel like that when I go see Justice League where it's like, it's, it's like the shittiest Christmas of all fucking time, man. You know, it's like, well, that that's great. You know, I guess I guess I guess there's another year that we can figure something else out. But I'm just, this should not be this hard. I don't think. No, DC does not need to be always gritty. No, DC does. DC just needs to be a fucking movie. Just make make them movies, and they will produce money. Put care into the directors. Let them do their own things. Pick the right actors and move forward. This is the Marvel formula you should only be doing, and it's not a Marvel formula. It's a good movie formula. So fucking take that and move forward and just do that. Don't get in the director's way. Look what happened with Fox and some of their things. I'm sorry. I know that I'm rambling on for a long time. I'm just so aggravated by the way that they're handling things, and I hope everything's okay, but I should be excited about Wonder Woman justly, and I am, but I'm also terrified at the same time for both those movies. Well, I mean, Dane, you have a good reason to be. They haven't given us enough yet that we're like, all right, no, I, I feel comfortable. I think another huge issue DC has is they can't confidently give us a full slate of movies. Why? Because you don't have a good track record so far. So you're not really building hype to anybody because we go, all right, well, BVS was underwhelming. Suicide Squad had so many flaws. You know, Man of Steel is the best out of the three so far. So it's like, I don't have 100% faith in you. And a lot of what they want to do going forward rides on this year. And that's terrifying. 
Um, and it shouldn't be that. But, Joel, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I agree with a lot of what Dame said. Uh, probably not as passionately, but I definitely agree with a lot of it. <laughs> I'm Italian, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I get it. Fine, whatever. But um, it always comes down to a DC versus Marvel argument, and I hate doing that when it's really a, a studio thing. It's a Warner Brothers problem. It really is. It always has been. If you listen to that Kevin Smith interview one time when he was talking about working with them, they just don't know, and they're learning now. You get what I'm saying? Every, and they're right. It's very reactionary. They, they are. They're very, if you have, and that's exactly what Gotham City Sirens is, a reactionary move because they know they'll make money, basically. That's, they know that's a hit off the bat, pretty much. That, and that's where they're, they're going with it. So there are a lot of heads up here. They, like you said, there was Ben Affleck, there's Zack Snyder, there's Jeff Johns, there's uh, John Berg, the other guy that he couldn't mention, but that's the other guy. And Kevin Sajar, for now at least. And um, I'm not sure who really is in charge. Technically, it's Jeff Johns, right, I guess? But we don't know for sure. And we won't know for a while, because it might be a while before we feel the effects of Jeff Johns' presence, honestly. Last two, I mean, the last two movies were done in the, last, the, the, in the prior regime. And so I think things will progressively change, but we won't know for a while. And right now we're still feeling the effects of the old regime. That's how I feel, at least. Absolutely, absolutely. Gerald, what are your thoughts? Um, besides, like, the leadership identity crisis thing is, I completely agree with Dane. Like, the, to make a good movie, you have to have a great director, great writing team, you know, actors that can, you know, tap into the role and you believe that they really are this, you know, this person. This is what it goes back to, you know, my point about, you know, Ben Affleck, you know, just, uh, just allowing, you know, you know, DC and, you know, Warner Brothers just allowing him to, you know, be himself and allow him to, you know, give them a victorious movie. So, I mean, DC and Marvel are always going to be in competition with each other. We all can, you know, agree that Marvel has the best live action movies, but when it comes to, you know, TV shows and animated movies, DC conquers that, you know, that realm. So, animated I mean, movies all day. Like, you know, so with, with, with that being said, I mean, if, you know, each, you know, studio and brand can take from each other, and, you know, you know, basically take tips from each other, you can probably have two great forces that people will be like, damn, like, I think DC may have won this, you know, this year. But every year that a Marvel movie has come out, Marvel has won that year. So there's not one, you know, year that DC has said, you know, that fans have said, yo, DC took this year. You know, even with, you know, last year, like, you know, with all, like, you know, the Marvel and DC movies, we all can say, like, the best, my opinion, the best comic book movie to grace the screen so far is is a is a tie between you know and, and they're both Marvel movies. It's a tie between Civil War and Deadpool. DC's not even in that category because yes, Batman you know v Superman was so anticipated to the point where it was basically they they pulled a Fifty Shades of Grey moment and showed all the good scenes in the trailers. They kind of like self destruct themselves. So, yeah. I mean, at least with Marvel, it's like they give you they don't they show you the cookie. And they're they're like good marketing teams. Like they'll show you the cooking. Like okay, now we want you to come eat this cookie. We're gonna give you just a taste of it. 
where DC is like, okay, no, here's take the whole cookie and then come back. No, <laughs> to you know, for for fans and for diehard fans, we don't want the whole thing. Just give us a taste of what's more. Like it's like with Civil War, you know, when they first introduced the trailer, it's like, damn, I need to see another trailer. Same thing with the Spider-Man trailer. It was like, yo, I, I got to see another trailer. Like that, the ending trailer of Homecoming, when you see Spider-Man and um, Iron Man flying through the city, that just makes you wonder, okay, are they going to fight somebody? Are they just, you know, swinging off the, to meet with the rest of the Avengers? It keeps your mind wondering. But with Batman v Superman, it was just like, Doomsday. okay, well, well, now we know, like, you know, that, that raw in the background was, you know, this guy, now we know that, you know, Wonder Woman's in this movie. Now we know that this is going to happen. Now you know that Batman beats up Superman on top of a roof. It wasn't, it was like no anticipation to it. Like, it was like, okay, we basically just saw the whole movie. And then on top of that, one of the, I think, I think his name is Zack Snyder. He said that the reason why there wasn't an S next to the V in Batman v Superman, because it wasn't a full-on Batman versus Superman movie, but you anticipated this whole fight and it was only like five to ten minutes long. So I mean well, DC has a DC has a lot to, you know, bring to the table with this year. Hopefully, you know, they, they do much better. Yeah, no. Uh before I pass it to sketch, I completely agree with everything you're saying, Gerald. I think I, I just want to say this, because I agree with what Joel was saying a little bit earlier. It's not a Marvel versus DC thing. DC's failure so far isn't because Marvel's so successful. It's just because their recipe is bad. Whatever website they're getting this recipe from or whoever's granny gave them this recipe on movie making, it's not working. It has nothing to do with the success of Marvel because if Marvel was horrible right now, these DC movies still suck. So it's just a matter of you have to get you have to get somebody who's the leader, and you have to get somebody who's going to make the best product possible, not Can just I comment make on that? the most money possible. Yeah, go ahead, Dan, of course. Oh, it, all right. Well, here's the thing. It's like you got to realize, okay, Kevin Feige, he goes underneath Alan Horn, who's in charge of Disney, who goes underneath Bob Iger. All right? At one point, Kevin Feige was having problems going underneath Pew Mutter, okay? That was too oh. many people to give him – advice for the movies he's creating. And so what, and, and, you know, he went over around Marvel and Pew Mutter and went up to Alan Horn and Bob Iger and said, I only want to report to Alan Horn directly. Like, I don't want to, have to do, deal with that. Now you have over on DC. So if Jeff Jones is supposed to be the, the president, um, where, what, what the fuck? So you have the board guys who talked to Kevin Sujiharo, who talked to the directors, who talked to Jeff Jones, who talked to Ben Affleck. There's, the leadership and the amount of people needed compared to just Kevin Feige and his group of people producing those movies. It's like, I just don't want them to think that we're stupid enough where we want quality films like the Transformers series and underworld and fucking resident evil and all that shit. Like I don't want straight sugar and salt. Like I actually want some substance. Just let the writers and the creators be writers and creators. I don't know. That's uh, absolutely angry. Uh, <laughs> We see, Dane. Sketch, before uh, we head into our, our final two topics, what are, your, what are your thoughts on the leadership of DC? You know, I got to go with Joel and Gerald. I, I, I really don't have much to say. They took the words right out of my mouth, like both on both spectrums. So it was like, uh, what can I say that they didn't say already? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, um, it, it, it's, it's a matter of once Jeff Johns gets his feet actually in the ground and can start working, his biggest thing is don't worry about the Batman film. We Get the out of the way. Let Ben do what he's doing. Don't worry about that. That's the one thing you don't need to worry about. Yeah. It's just like when you're directing the Avengers, leave RDJ alone. He knows what the fuck he's doing. You need to worry about the other guy. Leave Ben alone. You go make sure we have a good Superman movie. You go make sure Aquaman's not a piece of crap. You go make sure the Flash isn't hot garbage. You go make sure the rest of those properties are well taken care of. Trust me, Batman is your best chess piece right now. Leave him be. If he wants it in 2037, let it be 2037. Allow Ben to do what Ben was brought here to do. And you are absolutely right, sir. So let's get into um, our our last two topics. We're gonna go. We're gonna double up, so we don't take too much time. And you don't really have to defend it that much. Just state yours, and we'll keep going around. We're gonna do top three most anticipated movie, and then top three most unanticipated movie of this year. You're gonna say them both at the same time. Well, not both at the same time. You're gonna say you're anticipated and you're unanticipated. I'll go last. We'll start with you, Dane. All right, so uh, you're, I'm, I'm going to say my most anticipated and then my most unanticipated. Is that what you just said? Yes. Yes, sir. And not a top three. You just want me to say one, right? Right. No, say say your top three. You can say your top three. Just, okay. I just said don't get into three. the details of, of why. All right, so comic book movies, top three. Um, I'm putting Logan at number one, which I never thought I would ever be able to say. Uh, I'm putting <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at number two. Um, and I am putting, uh, I'm, I'm going to put Wonder Woman at number th- at three for most unanticipated. And I know a lot of people are not going to be happy with this. My most unanticipated superhero film, uh, just because I'm so scared <laughs> is justice league. Actually. Um, that goes all the way. I don't know what to think about that. I'm just hoping for the best at this point and just hanging on. Um, uh, after that, I'm trying to think of like, what other, what other superhero films am I forgetting about? Um, Rangers. <laughs> See, I, I don't know if any of them I can put on my most unanticipated, honestly, because it's whatever. Justice League is the only one I can really say I can because I'm terrified of what might happen, basically. So there, that's that's, that's pretty much it. All right, Jamal, what's your list? My top three most anticipated. Uh, I'm going to start with number one being Justice League. I'm sorry, Dane, but I'm super excited for Justice League. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible DC fan. <laughs> uh, no, I don't care. It's fine. You feel your way you feel. I'm cool with that. Um, number two, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm super excited for that. He's my, my favorite Marvel character. So I'm excited to see him in MCU and his first movie with the MCU. So I'm excited. And uh, number three is Logan. Um, I'm really excited for Logan, more so than some people, but not Dane, so that's cool. But, yeah, I'm super excited for Logan. And I don't really have one in particular, superhero-wise at least, that I'm that's um, unanticipated. I mean, I mean, my I, at the bottom of my list, um, that's a tough one. I I really am excited for all of them. It's, it's, I I just hope none of them suck. I really hope not. Cause you know, please no, please no. That's it. Uh, Gerald, what's yours? All right, most anticipated. Uh, number one is John Wick. The reason why John Wick is on my list because later on this year he will have a comic book making his movies. <laughs> comic book movies. 
So John Wick's number one, uh, Homecoming's number two, and Logan's number three. And the movies that I'm really not looking forward to is Justice League, Wonder Woman, and it was something else that came out, and Resident Evil. Oh, oh God. He's looking forward to that piece. Oh, my God. Anyways, go ahead. Gerald, you almost have to um, All right, my movies, my movies. I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm just gonna make it quick because the out, like, you know, I mean, everything inside this house right now is getting out of control. So I'm just gonna do it real quick, and I might have to be out because it's just getting wild. Um, I'm gonna go. Spider-Man is the number one movie I want to see. Then it will be Planet of the. Um, no, 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 no. Which the the Planet of the Apes movie just came out right now? War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, War of the Planet of the Apes, because that damn albino gorilla. Holy yep. shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I seen... No, albino. <laughs> the albino gorilla fucked me all up. And I want to see Logan. Those three. Um, my least is going to be Transformers. Um, <laughs> Fast Eight. And motherfucking... Uh, what is the last movie? I'm pretty sure you guys already guessed it for me already. It's a sh- uh, what movie? Oh, Resident Evil, of course. <laughs> Underworld. Oh God. Those are my well, top three too, by the way. Hey, that's it. Hey, every, everyone has such a great list, but I just want to reiterate: the month of January is possibly the trashiest month of movies. I've ever seen in my life. Always Can we talk about can we talk about Assassin's Creed real quick, please? What? God no. I don't want to devote any because, time no. to that. Hey, I no, no one no one get warned. I went to the movies and I seen that shit and I was heartbroken. <laughs> I could have told you that. Yeah, well I I'm gonna get into my list. But go ahead. I'm gonna get into my list because that movie doesn't deserve airtime. Um, you're right. You're my right. Most I apologize. No, you're good. My most anticipated is Star Wars, Power Rangers, and Homecoming. My unanticipated are Justice League, Wonder Woman, and Thor Ragnarok. Um, you bastard. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck about that movie. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Juwan. gonna hate, bro. Yes. I yeah. realized I thought I thought we were just doing strictly comic book movies, so I will definitely say that some of my ch- uh, choices change if we're including all like genre films and shit. But, yeah, uh, we can. I, we, I didn't we want people to think I was boring because I could definitely say, for unanticipated, I don't really give yeah. a fuck about Transformers. So you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? We can all add a fourth spot and add Transformers onto unanticipated. Yeah, definitely. Um, but all right, no, guys, I can't go grab my, go, my bed anyway. What? What? I, Gerald, I don't. I thought you said someone was grabbing your butt. Anyway, um, we're gonna that's really quickly gay. get into. Yeah, I thought that's what you were saying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? We're gonna quickly get into Flash and Arrow. Um, we're just gonna go around and say what our expectations are for the second half of the season. Um, first, before I, I pass it off to Dane, I just want to say, everyone on the Geek Vibes page who's pitching and complaining about me spoiling Laurel being Black Siren, she did die in season four. Like, I died. So, it's not that hard. 
hard to believe that a world that's black is Black Siren. So I'm sorry if you don't actually watch the show, um, but that's on you. Sorry about that. Anyway, James, go ahead and let me know what your uh, expectations are for both Flash and Arrow or Flara. All right, well, for Arrow... For Arrow, all I'd say is um, don't fuck up. You've 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 gained your momentum. You you've gone. You know you, you're doing a good job, man. And you're about to like we're about to get Talia Al Ghul. We're gonna find out more about Prometheus. You know there's a lot of cool things going on. The whole Laurel thing. Hey everyone, by the way, you know don't don't get mad at Juwan, but I, I've been saying this for fucking months that this was gonna happen. That this is actually just a ruse, and this is Black Siren somehow. Well, I mean if she's with possibly the Legion of Doom, broken out of her little cage and flash or whatever. And now she's going to be there posing uh, to, to mess with the team. I think it's a good dynamic with the storytelling with her and the group. If they have this version of Laurel, that's not Laurel. She's actually evil as shit and very murderous. And then we also have someone, she's finally able to be a badass and have a good reason for it. So that's my whole thing with that. I don't know who Prometheus is. Uh, you know, there's the whole Walter rumors that are very interesting. There's the the rumors that he might be um, Dolph Lundgren's character that we have in the flashbacks, which is kind of interesting. Some people are trying to say it might be a girl. I, I hate to say, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be sexist by this, but look at the the, the build of the person. Unless big, you know, they just they just change. Yeah, and, unless she's uh, what's that wrestler that that female wrestler that's just enormous. Um, you know, Kong or whatever. Sure, sure, China. For, for the sake of that, she's China now. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I hope that they keep on going, and I hope they have a good uh, rhythm uh, like they have been. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can really say. As far as Flash, get me back into it. Uh, Flash is kind of my, I still love it. I, I, I still think it's a lot of fun, but it's now, I, I'm having more fun with the other three shows sometimes than I am with Flash, which is really weird. Now, that's episode by episode, but... For one thing, I really that that villain uh, Savitar could go b- one of both ways. Could be a really badass villain, kind of having like this apocalypse type of style to him uh, with super speed. Uh, he just he he looks ridiculous. I got he looks like fucking Megatron, like you know not not too bright brother basically. So um, that kind of bothers me. The storyline. I hope they actually don't kill Iris because I think it would be too damn cliche at this point. Um, exactly. And uh, too damn cliche. Uh, and uh, I just I, I hope they find a good way to keep on going. I, I like the fact that you got Draco Malfoy, and I don't know if the actor's name is. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and all these other guys that are that are that are playing significant roles. And if Joe West dies, I'm gonna burn down the whole entire studio over in Canada. Well, um, I'm gonna make sure I scrub that off of the show so we don't get arrested. But, Joel, what are your thoughts oh, on It's okay, Clara? CW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, I, I I don't know how to feel about the whole Laurel thing because um, I'm, I'm already – I was already disappointed with how they treated the character of Black and I have no problem with the actress, even though I know Joanne hates her for some pair of reasons. I have no problem I'm with gonna, the actress. I just felt like she was – attractive really, woman. She's not ugly. I, I just feel she's been written wrong and – from the beginning, I mean, from the absolute beginning, they they didn't know how to use Black Canary, then they kind of messed it up, and she became two different characters. It was the weirdest thing. They brought her back. It looks like it will be Black Siren. I wasn't exactly excited about that, unless Black Siren makes a transition to the actual Black Canary that we know at some point. 
that would be cool for me personally. I'm not really a fan of seeing her become a, a straight up villain for like the rest of her tenure with the CW, you know. But whatever, I don't really care at this point. I just want to see a want to see her written better. And it looks like that seems like the direction they're going. Arrow's been so much better this season as compared to the last two years, surprisingly, which is great, and I'm really excited about it. I agree with Dane. Flash has probably been more underwhelming. I still enjoy it, but it's probably um, – I'll play State third. I think Supergirl, as good as it's been, is probably fourth on my list of the other four shows on CW. I would put um, Arrow, uh, Legends, Flash, and Supergirl as my, my top four in the CW as of right now. That's where I'm going to go with it. And I, I actually been watching – Gotham's been really good, too. I know it's not CW, but it's been really good so far this season. I agree. That's about it. Yeah, Arrow. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear Hello? you. All right. Yes. Um, my anticipation for the the CW shows, like, just to, to be on Jawan's side, he didn't spoil it that you know <laughs> Laurel was becoming Black Canary. Well, not Black Canary. I'm sorry, um, Black Siren. They already spoiled it in the the mid season trailer. Like they, they, this is DC's problem. Instead yeah. of giving the fans the whole cookie, just give them a taste. You know how they did with the Flash? You don't know what's going to happen in the Flash. They gave you a simple taste of what's going to happen and you know, the you know the second half of the season. Just with, you know, Arrow, they was like, okay, you know what? Here, take the whole damn cookie. There you go. This is why the Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow are beating Arrow and, you know, the ratings. But at the same time, to to be on Arrow's defense, Arrow really doesn't have to prove himself anymore because without Stephen Amell and the Arrow cast, there would be no Flash, there would be no Legends, and there would be no Supergirl. So, I mean, so technically, you know, it's like being like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. No matter how many times you lose, you still won't get paid the big bucks because you really have nothing else to prove. Basically, the only thing we look forward to is just the crossovers with Arrow. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been a diehard Arrow fan since he premiered in 2012. Like, I've never missed an episode. So, you know, what that is, I'm looking forward to them, you know, basically turning. I'm sure they're going to have it where they're going to turn Black Siren on, you know, into a good guy. And then you, that's how you bring Katie Cassidy back onto the show as a regular. Um, with The Flash, The Flash, I'm so... I just can't wait because, as you as you know, like uh, before, I think the mid season finale, the Flash went into the future and saw like you know, Iris mm-hmm. die five months from now. Five months from the mid season finale would be Meg, which is the 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 series, not the series, but the season finale. So I'm I'm just looking forward to that. So, but my the top shows on DC would definitely be my my top is like. Legends, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. Before you sign off, I have a good point for you. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys got all that out. I can just take a poop on all that. Um, Flash. Flash has been. No, I'm just joking with you guys. Flash has been very hit or miss with me this entire season so far. Um, I'll still say to, to my dying day that. Flashpoint should have been dragged out a little bit more. Him being in that yeah. alternate reality. Um, yep. As far as as far as Arrow, them 
quote unquote ruining Black Siren with the mid season trailer. Arrow is in its fifth season. Stephen Amell started this fifth season by saying this season has to go well for there to be a six. So if you're looking for anything to get people into watching this show, show fucking everything. I don't care. You could have showed Prometheus if you wanted to. I'm just saying they're trying to make sure that because Stephen Amell and these guys want a season six, want a season seven, eight, nine, ten. You can't have that if no one's watching this season, quite like no one was watching last season. So whatever you think you need to do marketing-wise to get people like, oh, shit, Black Siren is going to be an anti-hero. I got to make sure I watch it. Do that. Because this season, great. Not good, great. Flash is good. This Arrow season is great. And what we're getting, what, what I've been hearing as far as the second half of the, the season of Arrow is, Talia comes back. Talia has a huge uh, part to do with who Prometheus is, how Prometheus came about. We still don't definitively know that Prometheus is that guy's kid. That could just be Prometheus playing. He could be playing mind games like Oliver. I want you to go down the path of every fuck up you've done. I want you to feel it. And it could be be very misleading. This isn't the first time uh, Arrow's done something that misleading. I mean, when Malcolm Merlin came out of nowhere and was like the Dark Archer, I was like, what the fuck is going Because I didn't know about the Green Arrow comics before this show. That was a twist that was just like, whoa, what the hell is going on? So Prometheus won't be masked, I think, until episodes down the road. So Arrow's done a really good job in this season, not only with its story, but with how you're on edge. So when they brought Laurel back, the way I knew Laurel wasn't Laurel if you've seen Laurel from season one, have you ever seen her with earrings like in the, in the top upper part of her ear ever? I've never even really seen earrings in her ear. So when I saw, when she turned around, I never I those earrings. Like that. well, I, I, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> noticed when I looked at the trail, I was like, something looks off. She has off. earrings on. No, I, I was like, something's off. So I went back to the flash episode where she, uh, the zoom episode where she came and was fighting Barry as black siren. And I was like, that whole makeup of her screamed the same thing I got when she turned around. And everyone kept saying, no, that could still be regular old Laurel. Well, everyone who said that, bite me. Anyway, as far as The Flash, I'm with Zane. I will literally punch children if you kill Joe off that show. I don't care how crazy that sounds. It'll happen. It will happen. I'll do it. Um, You kill Iris off, I don't really care. But what I'm looking forward to the most is the interaction between Barry and Wally. In the trailer, it was uh, Wally and Barry were arguing because Wally put his suit where Barry usually puts his. And Barry's like, that's not where your suit goes. And he's like, it is now. Like, I want to see that banter between the two of them. I think that's going to be really healthy for making the second half uh, redeemable from how under underwhelming the first half was. Um, but Arrow, keep doing your thing. Legends of Tomorrow, I I really don't care. I kind of lost interest in that. And Supergirl, I'm just looking for that to finish off strong because I wasn't a fan of the first one. I'm not dissing Legends. I'm just saying it it doesn't – there's some episodes that captured me, but overall, like, the second half – It doesn't tickle your pickle, right? It doesn't (laughs) tickle my pickle. It really doesn't. I'm sorry bad, but it really doesn't tickle my pickle at all. Um, it reminds me of, go- um, uh, 
Doctor Who. I, I don't know, in like Star Trek. It's definitely got like more of a cheesy feel to it, but I, I, I feel you. Absolutely. Like I said, I'm not dissing it. I, I love the first season, and the second season so far has had great elements. Right um, I'm just not super excited. I'm posting it right now, Jawan. Jawan hates Legends of Tomorrow. It's, it's on Geek Buds. Listen, that is going to be a headliner. Don't don't say things like that. Um, before before we go into Dane's um announcement that he's going to make uh, closer oh. to the end of the show, we're not going there yet, Dane. Hold on, we'll go there around like okay. nine fifty. I'll right. let you close out. Um, oh. I just want to get everyone's feel before we get into the second half of this season. I want to document it. I want everyone to go around and tell me who they think Prometheus is. I'll start. I uh, think Prometheus is. I'm gonna just go ahead on a limb. Ah, I don't know. I want to say. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's Talia Al Ghul's child. Weird, very out there, but that's what I'm going with. Dane, what's your pick? I don't care how it's probably not possible or anything like that. I'm still sticking to Tommy Merlin. All right. Dane, hey, Dane, I have to give you credit. You've been with that since, like, uh, was it July or August? You've been with that. Since 1984, man. 1984. Joel, what's your, what's your pick? I don't, I don't have a specific, I don't know. In my, in my opinion, I really don't know. But I will say I don't think it's a girl, and I think it will be somebody we recognize. So it could be Tommy Merlin. I'd be cool with that. Gerald, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, Wait, can you hear me? We can hear you now. Now. All right, yeah. Sorry, my, my for some reason, like, the phone just keeps going in and out. Um, I think me and Dane's been the only ones who's really been sticking by our answer. I still say it's Tommy. Like, he, he's been brainwashed by Talia. So I, I still believe it's Tommy. I don't think it's what's-his-name-random's uh, son at all. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah I think that's bull, too. <laughs> Red herring is fuck. If that's the case, that's the quickest way to make people not give a shit about the second half. The quickest yeah. way. The quickest yeah. way. Well, I want to just go, well, back to Flash. Uh, that's, exactly how, that's exactly how that'll play out. But I do want to stick with my pick. I believe not necessarily Damian Wayne, even though Arrow has been taking from Batman's well uh, since season one. Um, I do like the idea of Prometheus possibly being Talia Al Ghul's uh, child. That, um, you know, she's been off in wherever she's been all these years, whether it's Russia. I did see a clip from when it returned. Uh, Oliver was talking to Diggle, and Diggle goes, you were mentioning to me about someone who trained Prometheus also. And Oliver, right before the clip cut off, Oliver said, yeah, I'm working on locating it. So I don't know if that episode is going to be uh, dedicated to Talia and finding her and finding out more about Prometheus. They also said Felicity is going to be, uh, you know, uh, revenge-driven, going to be revenge-driven. So I like the idea of uh, Talia Al Ghul having this child training him, training him, training him, training him. And she's seen what he's been, you know, what Arrow's been doing all these years. 
and the connection is something that you know when we find out could be like really cool whatever the connection is you know they had a past or whatever and she's trained this this kid to dethrone uh oliver queen and to to take him out because we don't know talia's history with oliver we don't know how far that goes um so i don't know it's it's way out there theory but i'd really like the idea of like arrow's version of damian wayne taking on uh oliver what if what if go ahead go with me all right all right what if this guy what if in this world in this universe if you will they're bruce wayne they're batman fell in love with Talia and said, screw it to try to become a hero and just like, you know, started like, you know, becoming like their own entity against Raj al Ghul. And, and, and Prometheus is actually Batman. Huh? Ah, right? I'd love uh, the no. hell out of that. No one, no one, no one. All right. I'm, I'm so, with you. I'm with you. I'd love the hell out of that. I'm with you at all. <laughs> Well, why are you hating, man? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make that for you, okay, Shwell? <laughs> I thought Jawan's theory was insane. Now, holy crap! Dane, <laughs> Dane, listen, I, I'm gonna call the Arrow Riders right now and make one of our ideas happen, just to see how upset Joel will be. What are you gonna hold a gun against her head? Hey, whatever I gotta do, man. Stop, I mess- love the Stop messing with creators. Quit getting in, in, in fights with guys on Twitter and don't hold guns to CW executives. Says. This is coming from yeah, the guy that started to blow up the building not too long ago, we're, but whatever. We're gonna exactly. get a bad rep. I'm gonna be completely honest. I can't promise you that I, I, I'll leave these directors alone. I can't promise you that. Oh, oh. Straight out, Coffin starts Sorry. playing, you know? <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise that at all. But I do have one one last question. I have one last question before I go to you to close it out, Dane. Gerald, Joel, and Dane, are you guys? Uh-huh. Would you guys be okay with the idea of Darkseid not being in Justice League, outside of like a few flashes here and there? Would you prefer for him to be the main villain in the part two, or would you be okay if in the first one we have Steppenwolf and Darkseid? Um, uh, I would. I would. Honestly, I would. Stephen Wolf would be the main villain in part one, and then you know, post credit scene, you'll see like you know, Dark Side, you know, basically going, you know, Stephen Wolf failed me, so now I have to do it myself, something like that. So, yeah. Joe, what are your thoughts? Uh, I agree. I think I don't expect to see a lot of Dark Side in this movie. Maybe a lot of allusions to him. Maybe we'll get a little bit of Dark Side, but I think it'll be mostly Steppenwolf and the Parademons. Uh, I expect the possibility. Leave Dark Side for, like, maybe the next Justice League movie when they get to it. I will say that, Zack Snyder, if you put another fucking nightmare scene in this movie, I promise you I will make it my duty to make sure that people, whether it's reporters or columnists, whatever, I'll make sure everyone just takes hot, seeming dumps all over this movie. That was the worst thing of BVS. These nightmare scenes didn't even make sense. Would have made more sense if it came from Superman, not fucking Batman. It was just dumb. Dane, what are your thoughts on uh, Dark Side either in the first one or the second one? Yeah, not only that, but like just just going on what you're saying, it's like the nightmare scenes. Like, all right, well maybe this will pick up later on, and now we know that they don't have answers of where the fuck any of those storylines are going. But whatever, uh, get <laughs> dark, dark Side. Um, 
I think he will be uh, in there as flashes, maybe just a post-credit scene or maybe right at the end of the movie. Um, I don't want him to be the main villain. You know, just, just wait. You know, kind of like let that shit saute a little bit, and uh, then we can eat it. And um, I actually have a new actor that I'd like to play Darkseid. I'm going to throw it out there. I know I put him for everything, but I thought about it. I think Idris Elba should play Darkseid, but I'm just going to pass it back to you, Juwan, casually. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I've been saying Javier Bardem, but I wouldn't have a problem with Idris Elba at all. At all. At all. Javier Bardem has that has that presence about him that would crush Darkseid. He has the voice too. That I would love that. I I've been I've been saying Javier Bardem for Bane, but I would love him as Darkseid too. That would be great. He would. That's all. I mean, yeah, Bane and Darkseid. Either one, either one, either Ben snatches him for a solo, or Jeff Johns snatches him for Justice League Part Two. But before this, is the very last thing before I pass it off to you, Dane, for you to give the closing statements and close out the show. I would love oh, for shit. Justice League Part One to end not with Superman coming back to help take on Stephen Wolf, which we all know he's gonna do. But I'd prefer it to be uh, after they defeat Stephen Wolf with the team that they already have. Darkseid is who resurrects Superman, and that's when we get the dark-suited Superman, and it kind of makes you think, like, wait, is he going to be a good guy or bad guy when he returns? To give us a little bit of suspense heading into the second one, and they can have him come back as a shining hero or whatever, but I just like the idea of the, the just the, the mystic uh, feel of Darkseid being the one that brings Superman back to life, giving him life again, and Superman either feeling compelled to, you know, work for Darkseid because he brought him back or he's brainwashed into working for Darkseid um, after he brought him back. Whatever. That's just what I prefer. I'd like a Dark Superman versus team, them to break the spell, and then he he helps them take on Darkseid in the second one. But a man can dream. But, Dane, give the world the news, and then you can close this out, sir. All right. All right. Well, I uh, just want to Say thank you guys as everyone part of Geek Vibes. Uh, this is actually this. I think it was Monday uh, was a year uh, for their, our community, uh, which is awesome. Uh, we've got 3,400 plus people as a part of this. We enjoy all of y'all's contributions every day. We love the new people that we're meeting along the way, like Joelle and uh, and and Vic, and 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 going forward with with me and Gerald. Uh, we we have a great program that we're going to keep on giving to you guys and also different avenues to providing different content for you guys in the future. This might sound like bad news, but just hear me out. Um, I have a show called Geek Entertainment Network. It's on Sundays at 7.30. We got our last show, yes, our last show, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be going over our top favorite films, or I think our most anticipated films for next year and our top uh, favorite films of this previous year. But anyways, definitely want you guys to be a part of that show. It's going to be really exciting. You now, now, you might be asking, so what is going on as far as uh, Geek Entertainment News? Well, me and um, even though we live in Georgia, me and Nick kind of have a little bit of a distance between us that's kind of limiting us from us being able to do a weekly show. Uh, also, here on The Vibes, that provides us uh, a great space to do programming. We've just realized that even though we kind of try to like go towards more movies outside of genre films, us and Geek Vibes have a very similar flavor. So what we're doing is we're condensing. Um, I'm full-time now joining uh, Geek Vibes on the show. Uh, you're going to see Geek Entertainment News periodically on the Geek Rabble YouTube station, 
we're building that. Uh, obviously, you guys know about Geek Vibes and the amazing stuff that Vic and, and Joel and, uh, and Juwan's all doing on that, that, that page. Uh, you know, uh, Geek Minded, also they're going to be having their different shows and reviews. We're going to have our TV reviews coming out again from different people on the crew. I'm bringing back Dane Rant. It's going to be like little short six-minute clips. So just get ready for a lot of content. We've got a blog coming up. Uh, that, that we've already started with, that uh, Nick's really going to be uh, working with, and a uh, website that we're, we're basically, we're trying to make this as professional and efficient for you guys as fans. So we appreciate you always, like, dealing with us and, and uh, dealing with us, dealing with me and uh, listening to us and, um, you know, just being a part of this awesome community, and I've, I've really enjoyed building it. Uh, don't be, you know, deterred if you like the Geek Entertainment News Show. It's still going to go on. It's just going to be less often. Um, and it'll be on our YouTube format, like I said, on Geek Rabble. But uh, I can't wait to join Geek Vibes as a full-time member. Uh, also, with tonight's show, we have snowstorms scattered everywhere, Jersey and in Georgia right now. Mine's way less of a – it's not even a snowstorm, but southern people freak out over that shit. Um, but anyways, you know, it, it's kept us to have to go over the phone. Um, and usually with them, they're all going to be together. And, and I think we handled it really well tonight, you know, not being able to know exactly – when we were able to talk, but I think we did a good job tonight. Uh, we're figuring out ways that I'm going to be on video with them so that when we're interacting, it's, it's all natural. We're basically trying to do all this type of stuff, take these steps and make these fine details for you guys as fans so you guys can enjoy basically what we got to provide for y'all and we can make next year better than this year. So, yep, Geek Entertainment News is going to be no more as far as on the vibes as a Sunday show at 7.30, but we still have tomorrow night Definitely come out. I want phone calls. I want you guys all to call in. Let's make it a fun last show. Um, and then we'll do that, like I said, on Geek Rabble on YouTube. Definitely check out Geek Vibes on YouTube for a lot of different content from all of us on this show. And you've got Geek Vibes every Saturday night at 8 o'clock. So I guess I'll give it back to Juwan since uh, we have more time. But uh, that was uh, that was it. God damn it. I thought you'd take longer. I didn't want to have to get it back. Anyway, um, yes, back with Dane's thing. We <laughs> We are super excited to have him on full-time. I know a lot of you are saying, but he's usually on. He's usually on as a guest host. He is now an official co-host, along with me, Joel, Sketch, and Gerald. Um, it's a full collider type of uh, vibe with us. Um, we have a full round table now. I do want to give a special shout-out to Vic, who has been making our YouTube page beautiful. Go check out our YouTube page. There's so much content. Um, Joel's telling me his phone might die. So I want to thank Joel while, he, while we have him. Uh, Joel's been helping out a lot on the social media handles. Um, he's also been coaching me on what not to do when famous people respond to us. So I want to thank him a lot for that. Because, um, I, I, was, I was ready to cut a full uh, heel promo on James Mangle that night, but Joel's the one who kind of got me in the right, you know, uh, headspace to make sure I wasn't screwing up a, an opportunity for the future. Um, Gerald also, Gerald's handling our, our news circuit. Any breaking news or anything, look out on the page. Gerald will be posting it on the page along with the Twitter. Um, and Dane has been here helping me create this since January of last year. We are in the birthday week of Geek Vibes. Um, so we appreciate everyone for helping us 
get to where we are. You forgot I'm good looking. Kane's also very good looking. Um, very Seth Rogen ish. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have so much in store for you guys this this year. We're gonna oh, be at uh, Comic-Con. Go ahead, go ahead. Just wanted to throw out to also if you guys like Nick as a personality, honest, you know, besides the fact that me and him are doing our own stuff on YouTube, Nick's gonna be calling in on Geek Vibes and starring in with us uh, every once in a while. He just has a busy schedule, so Nick will be there too. He's still a part of this whole entire you know thing. So just wanted to throw that out there real quick. But anyways, back to you, Juwan, again. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, Nick is definitely part of the family, and Nick is pretty much our Jeremy John, I'd say. Um, so we're looking forward Riley. to having him on. Huh? Oh, I said or Mark Riley, but yeah, that was just. Or good. Mark Riley, absolutely, or Mark Riley. Um, so we'll definitely be having a very colorful group moving forward. But like I said, in this new year, we'll be doing conventions, comic cons. Local events, we're going to be covering free comic book day for a couple of uh, comic book stores. Also look out for us doing the show from a few different comic book stores. Um, We have a lot going on. As Dane said, we currently do have a blog. Um, It'll be posted around our social medias. If you actually go to our YouTube, it's one of the links that you can click on and go to. Um, Nick's done an amazing job so far. Joelle also has a piece in there. Um, I'm going to get Gerald to start writing in there, Gerald. Um, but we have so many different outlets for you guys to follow us on. And we have so much in store for you in this new year. Thank you all so much for making this one year one of the greatest years uh, in the Geek Vibes Empire uh, history, I guess. The short history, but history. Um, so, And we'll also be bringing in more of Vic will be directing it. We'll also be doing more Geek Vibes uh, at the movies with Geek Vibes. We'll be having very funny and fun experiences seeing the movies of this year. And anyone who's wondering why we haven't done it for Underworld and why we won't be doing it for Triple X or Resident Evil, it's because we do not cover crap. Um, so, again, thank everyone. Thank Gerald, Vic, Jane, Joel, and Sketch all for making tonight a great night. And I'm so glad Geek Vibes is back, and I'm on to the future. Do you guys have any closing topics? I guess she did. Do you guys have any closing topics? Uh, you guys have hard competition to try to top what I just said. But, yeah, go ahead. Anybody? It's horrible. <laughs> so, Gerald, is that all you want to say to close out the show? No, it's, it's it's an honor with you guys. Um, hopefully, you know, when we go to Comic-Con, we're going to show the world what Geek Lives is really about. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Very, very, very glad you came onto the scene, Gerald. Um, it was difficult to get you at first, but I'm glad it ended with us landing you. You are a great addition to this show. And next week we will have Wait, you're in-house. Nice about Gerald? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to actually make sure that doesn't make it to the final cut of this show. But anyway, um, next week we will all be in full house. Our video guy, Mark, will be here to record it all for you guys to see us in all of our glory. Um, again, thank you. Let's start this new year off right and make Geek Vibes amazing. Thank you, guys, and good night. Good night. Later.
Oh my God, Gerald. Let's play WWE. How do you mean it like that? Oh God damn it, Gerald. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. <laughs>